there. And I actually even I even looked after I saw the email over the weekend. I didn't see anything. There's so many of them. Don't make the news. Right. And I think that's another reason to talk to them. You know, they might even go unreported. Right. <clears throat> Um, hey, Ken. I should really, really, really try to get in a Maple Grove today if you have space available. We can do that. Let's do FGLS. Let's do yeah. DK Mags. Everything oh. out there, Rook? Uh, Let's do aim high and motorsports. Are we doing this talk today? I can. I told Patrick I can just put together something because I knew you were golf today. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, because you told Pat last week. That no, I didn't say anything about golf. Said let's do Monday night sports talk on Mondays, and we had a holiday. Do we have? Um, are we taking this for? We take this Friday off. Uh, yeah, I have to, but I don't have to on Monday. You will be here, yeah, Monday. Yeah. When are you going away? Uh, it may be Monday. I'm not sure yet, but don't, don't. <laughs> While the guy was eating, they came in and rifled through the cars because we left the garage door. Well, we live in the good part of the That's a cool move, man. What am I hearing in Kenny's room? I'll turn it off before we go on. What is it, air conditioning? Yeah. Well, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. No, that'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Would you guys get back, Ken? I wasn't being serious. I don't care if you're. We, we know. We know. <coughs> I thought you were actually genuinely being nice. No, no, I can't do that. Hey, did somebody die in that crash at Indy, or not? No. Oh. A little fire into the crowd is a big deal. Uh, <laughs> not be a pussy here. Yeah, well, when it's attached to a wheel, it's a big deal. When we were watching the highlights, William said, did somebody catch him? Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, buddy, that's one you want to avoid. Friend Loney's Hardware Garden Store. Rook, I'm going to need both of them at some point, and I don't know how I'm going to squeeze six pounds of crap into a five-gallon pail here. But we're, you know what? We're going to do it. Make it happen. We're going to do it. Um... I told her we'd call her once we got started, Joe. Well, sure. We set it up. Like, I'm Does she sound like an older gal? I couldn't tell. I see. I couldn't tell. And I am definitely not one to guess a woman's age. Doesn't bother me. Well, you're not a woman. Well, that's what keeps me awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was that thing I was going to pull up for you? Boy, I had... I sure predicted wrong last night. I mm -hmm. had Celtics and Dallas to win. Hmm. 
I'm glad Dallas did not win. I did not want the star to win. In basketball, I didn't care who won. I always root against Boston, regardless of the sport. They're a long way from red hour bucks, Celtics. Was Jimmy Butler, did you watch any of the basketball game? Yes. Was Jimmy Butler wearing a hat? It's a. Or was uh, that his hair? No, it's. It was like a headband kind of thing. Sweat no, protection. No, it was over the top of his head. That's what I mean. Buxton wears the same thing. No, I think it was his hair. No. Seriously. No, it wasn't his hair. I do enjoy the Magic Larry Bird commercials. Why are you not coming through? Oh, check one. Two. <clears throat> That's a good throwback. Fratellonis. Are you ready, Joe? Why not? Hmm. Brooke, are you ready? I am ready. Ready. I don't know if I'm ready, Joe. <laughs> you know, do you like those uh, wavies, uh, Lay's wavy? Things? Yes. Yeah. So I reached in the bag to do it. They weren't wavy. They're regular. About halfway down, they were wavy. And on top of it was regular potato chip. Oh, my. They were probably made on a day when the Packers lost on Monday night football. No. Tuesday after. No. Somebody <laughs> cleaned it up and dumped some potato chips into the wavy bag. Ooh. Well, I object. Yeah, you wavy? Are, are you talking Lay's? Yeah. Because the only good kind of chip is Old Dutch Ripple. These were wavies. No, the, the lays were the wavies. They're made by lazy people. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Happens. Lazy recipe. But see, that lazy it changed packaging. the flavor of the potato chips. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't need to combine. I'm not, uh, I just couldn't handle it. What flavor? Yeah. Was it just plain? The potato chips taste like fish. Yeah, go back. You've got to buy the old Dutch. Ripple. Uh, the lave, the the wavies without interference from another chip is a good chip. Yeah. But no flavor, just regular. Well, yeah, I don't do the flavor. Oh, you gotta go. Oh, well, I, onion? I eat whatever is purchased. I don't actually. What about baked? Them. Are you a baked potato chip guy? Those aren't so bad. I actually like the baked. Yeah. Baked. Yeah. Old Dutch onion and garlic. Yeah, nothing beats an old Dutch chip. Old Dutch is solid. The old Dutch is come on. It's got the windmill right on the box. Man, come on, man. it's Dutch. It's old Dutch. They're they're out of the prairie. They put weed in those. Old Dutch. No weed in. Them. Well, they sure are addicted. Weed will be. How uh, much are we gonna get? We get to have two pounds of weed at home. Yeah. I've got a bag of old Dutch ripples in the cupboard right now. I could crack open. Ooh. But yet I, I have those things not. gone in ten minutes. I don't know why you're not doing that right now. All right, now that show prep's done. Yep. <laughs> and you know what you dip those old Dutch ripples in? Top cottage, cottage cheese. Oh, that's good, too. Liquid blue cheese. Mm. Rattalonis like Hardware and Garden Stores. I'm a big top potato. You know, well, you know what? The CP bought a new toy for herself. What? I had to put it together. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Already he starts. Wore the old one. <laughs> Clean out. <laughs> no, she bought a power washer. Oh, oh that's what we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to power wash? 
He likes this, you know, power wash stuff. The deck or yeah, the, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Is it okay if I watch some uh, shows on YouTube while you're no complaining about your taxes today? <laughs> well, By the way, I saw your schools didn't get enough money. They're gonna check, uh, take a little more out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's well, they didn't get enough. It's not good news, Joe. You ready, Joe? No, uh-huh. never. <laughs> yeah, I am. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Magic Podcast number 1087, May 30, 2023. I'll have a lilac update of some importance coming up today. 98 degrees on this day in 1934 and 37 degrees on this day in 1947. You've seen the weather forecast. The swimming season is fully upon us. It's a great time to get a hold of uh, Aquastide. They'll keep your beach free of weeds and algae. They've been keeping uh, beaches free of that junk that the kids don't like for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and controlled products. They're made in White Bear Lake. The products are easy to use. They work quickly, and they're registered with the EPA and NR, so these products are safe. You don't have to let weeds overtake your lake this summer. Call Aquaside today. Tell them exactly what you're dealing with, what you're looking at. They'll help you identify that. Get you the right product, and your place will look great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your man, Joe Sushi. You know Tom Chorsky. Yeah. Okay. Big fan of the show. He well, named his, his handle on Instagram or Twitter is Hockey Logic Twitter. after Garage Logic. Yep. He asked Chat G- Chat GPT to summarize the program. Here it is. Garage Logic is a podcast that captivates listeners with its unique blend of humor, intellectual curiosity, and engaging discussions. Through its talk radio format, the podcast dives into a wide range of topics, unraveling the mysteries and quirks of everyday life. With its notable segments and dedicated hosts, Garage Logic has fostered a loyal following, offering a delightful and thought-provoking experience for listeners seeking both entertainment and intellectual stimulation. Okay. From chat, chat, from chat. How, does, how does it know? How do it know? How do it know? It is these words. Uh, you guys all, including all the listeners, need to start becoming terrified of AI, and I'm not kidding. Oh, I already am. Believe me. Believe me, I, I have been. Is Julie with us? She is. Uh, we got a note today from a gal in Minneapolis, Julie B., who writes, as a citizen who lives in the shadow of the tallest buildings in Minnesota with Ilhan Omar as my representative, Amy Klobuchar as my senator and neighbor, and Jacob Fry as my mayor, I've had a number of reasons to feel dissatisfied and ready to leave. I had an experience on Saturday evening that pretty much sealed the deal. I was walking to the Guthrie Theater from my home across the river. It was about 6.20 p.m. 
bright and sunny, and I was walking alone. Oh, Saturday night was a lovely night. Yes. I thought nothing walking alone because I have done it numerous times and have never been worried about safety. As I approached the river walking down Fifth Avenue between 2nd Street and Main, I was attacked from behind by a group of three young black masked men. They hit me in the face and head until I let go of my purse, then ran to a getaway car, hopped in, and sped off. Fortunately, a pair of good Samaritans, likely GLers, drove up, said they saw the whole thing, and asked how they could help. They called 911 and drove me home. They even had the car's plate number and provided it to the officers. I could share more details, but I will summarize by saying the emergency personnel, fire, medics, HCMC staff were outstanding, and I have injuries that will heal, swelling and bruising. I canceled my credit cards, and the police recovered my purse. My phone was still inside. Then what the hell did they want? We'll find out. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing these guys have done this before. I live in a very walkable neighborhood and have felt safe and comfortable for most of the 12 years I've lived here. Not anymore. My husband and I have been preparing to leave for a couple of years already, but this is the last straw. I am grateful to God that my injuries are relatively minor, but this should not have happened. I live next door to Amy Klobuchar and less than a half a mile from Fry. Don't they care that this is happening in their neighborhood? What are they doing about it? I would be happy to join the podcast and talk about my experience. I'm a loyal GLer and will continue pushing back, even if I end up moving to Fernandina Beach. Here is Julie. Hello, Julie. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me on. I can't believe you're a GLer right down there in the heart of the mystery. <laughs> well, you know, I don't fly the flag. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I were you. Yeah. Well, this is terrible, but I wanted to talk to you because... You know, we hear about these things, and a number of things go through my mind. For example, how many of these kinds of incidents go even unknown or unreported? And do you really think that, and I'm not indicting the police, but do you think that providing the car's plate number to the officers will even amount to anything? Well, I hope so. I I have not heard anything in follow-up from them. On Saturday, I do have a case number and instructions on how to follow up. And I, I was told that day, that that evening, that an inspector may be getting in touch. And I do hope so. Um, meanwhile, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, my friends and especially <laughs> fellow GLers are providing support. And they have, they have said that they have noticed stories of similar attacks being, being, um, perpetrated by people. It sounds like the same people. It sounds like the same car. It's other things are being reported on other apps like next door. Um, mine was reported on crime Stumpers, I noticed, on Saturday. So I don't know if that means that they that they haven't been apprehended, but it sounds like the same the same um, evil people were still in action last night. Did they speak to you before they struck you? <laughs> I don't I, I was I was probably breaking a rule that I will not break again, but I, because I was wearing AirPods and and listening to not your podcast, but <laughs> another one. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have if it would have mattered if I'd heard anybody walking behind me. I so I didn't I did not sense anything. I didn't hear or feel anything until they were right on top of me and from behind. And and later your purse was discovered and your 
you're, you canceled your credit cards. You're presumably they took those, correct? Yes. So the only thing that was missing from my purse when I got it back was my wallet and an empty sunglasses case. That was it. Everything else, they, they left my phone in there and all of my other personal items. So what they were after were the credit card. I guess. And they tried to use them all, but fortunately I had, I had um, taken and printed pictures of the cards at home right. because I take that along whenever I'm traveling. Right, especially and so and you know in case I use them or get them stolen, <laughs> and I, that really came in handy. So I got noticed. I got. I'm sorry. I received notice from the card companies after the fact that they had uh, attempted to pay and to use them and got declined. But yeah. um, now I've canceled them. Six twenty so p.m. Six twenty p.m. on Saturday. It was gorgeous out. It was just a lovely evening. Weren't there? A, weren't weren't wasn't the area just flooded with pedestrians? Well, you know, yes, about, about in down on Main Street, there would have been plenty of people and I would have been fine. I was just in this strangely quiet residential street mm -hmm. that had nobody else. I was surrounded by apartment buildings mm -hmm. um, and you know, just walked by a number of, of, number of single family homes. But at that moment, there was nobody else on the street except for me. There was, there was not a car passing by. There were parked cars, but nobody. No, no cars were moving and nobody else was on the sidewalk there. And I think that they may have just been waiting in their, in this car um, that came to pick them up. I think that the car probably dropped them on the corner and then waited to see what happened and then pulled around to, to have them jump in once they were done. So there were, there were probably, there were probably at least four people in that car total with three of sure, them. Sure. The driver and the three thugs. Yeah. Do you, uh, what, what is your anger like? <laughs> I, I still, you know, I still kind of don't believe I, I'm thinking, is this, did this really happen? Was this just something, you know, some sort of nightmare scenario? And I look in, in the mirror and I, you know, that, that really did happen. You're not losing your mind. You didn't just imagine that. Mm -hmm. It was real. So yeah, I'm very, I am very angry and that's really what motivated me to, to reach out to you and um, my friend, the one of the other few jailers. There may be more, but we're very, you know, we're, we're kind of modest people and afraid to, <laughs> to speak our minds and reveal our our uh, our character so much where we live. But we, when we find each other, we become fast friends. <laughs> she said that she spoke to our our city councilor, um, Mike, Michael Michael Rainville, right, right, and because uh, she's in touch and on various boards, and and he, he I think that she, she had encouraged him to reach out to me and just talk to me, and that was that was Sunday and Tuesday. I haven't heard anything. Did you have to From stay in the hospital? No, no, sir. I was just I was there for about three hours while they um, did a head CT and and then um, interpreted it and and told me that I was um, that I was clear of any breaks. They applied a little super glue to a cut that I had behind my ear. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only treatment I received. Julie, you mentioned the fact that you and your husband have been in the same residence for about 12 years. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what was your viewpoint when you moved to the place that you're living at? And what is your viewpoint now of the city of Minneapolis? Oh, wow. It was, you know, I, we were, it was, 
I was really excited to be living here. You know, I I live very close to the university, and I live very close to where you know we're able to walk downtown, and we walked to the Guthrie like I was trying to do that night, and we walked to Target Field. We've walked the we've walked to First Avenue. We've walked to Target Center. We've walked. You know, we just we can walk, and we walked to games on campus too. You know, Gophers games, football and basketball, hockey, whatever. But so it was, I was all very excited to be here and very optimistic about everything that it offered. We can walk to get groceries. We, we, we can do so much on foot, and and it's it's just been really enjoyable. And and our neighbors have been really wonderful, and and we just have a have a good time here. You know, but then obviously this is a similar scenario for for many people who live in the city. Every a lot has changed. With um, you know, first COVID, there wasn't anything to walk to right. <laughs> anymore, and spent a lot of time walking around in the backyard or down to the you know along the river. That was a nice escape. But then, shortly after, of course, the the um, the Floyd incident and, and riots. I mean, the the rioters coming back from uptown that one night came within a block of of our house, mm-hmm. and we. And that was the most frightening thing because, well, we choose not to carry arms. <laughs> so my husband and I are sitting outside, you know, with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know what that would have done, but um, but that's all we had. And so that was very scary. And we you know two things. Of course, we started to recover from those two insults to the community. But then, you know, now it's, it's just this crime wave and it's, it, it seems to be going unchecked. And I, like like many people, had only read about it and heard about it. And and every time I left home, my husband would say, you know, have your head on the swivel, be aware of everything every, at all times. And um, I thought that I was, was watching, you know, and I had avoided being carjacked and things, but this just really literally came out, came out of nowhere. And um, I'm trying not to blame myself because yeah. I had done that and had done exactly that. So many times before, and and never had a, had a problem. I I don't mean I don't want you to be precise, of course, but I I'm picturing you. You must live in what the St. Anthony Maine neighborhood. It's called Mercy Home. Okay, all right. Why didn't the old man go with you? <laughs> he was finishing up some projects around the house yeah. and was just going to walk about a half hour later and and, and meet me there. Oh, I, I wanted to. I wanted to meet up with a friend. Yeah. A little bit before the show, just to just to have some time to to catch up with my girlfriend. Now, would you do that again? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that's changed for you. Yeah. Yeah. No. He'll. He, I don't know that I. I don't know if I'm going to walk. I. I mean, I would walk someone by myself. Yeah. I would walk to to go to a, a workout by myself, mm-hmm. sometimes early in the morning when it's dark. And that will but change, your life will change because of this. I believe, yeah, I, I, it will. I, I mean, I, I have, all I have for a weapon is bear spray, which I didn't have that day. And even if I had, well, I probably would have ended up spraying their knees or something just the right. way that it happened. Right. <laughs> but, uh, it will change my it will change my life and my feeling of security. Will I feel safe walking with a a, a female friend? I I guess that there's some safety numbers. I certainly won't. I mean, I believe I had some bait on me that in the form of a purse. I won't carry anything that's visible anymore. I guess. I mean, I have a money belt. 
I will employ the same strategies that they tell you to do if you're, you know, traveling in in a, a foreign country, you know, where, right. where you're at risk for being pickpocketed. Well, right. I can put, put what I need in a money belt under my clothing and, and not um, draw attention to myself. How old do you think these characters were? I I think teens or, or, or early 20s mm-hmm. at the most. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that's just, it's just, it's just dreadful that your life has to change uh, to think that you can't walk. Walking is enjoyable. That's one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons you live in that area. You know, Julie, one of the things that continues to make me mad, because I spent considerable time working downtown on the weekends. And one of the things that always makes me mad is those that point out that you're just fear mongering. If you happen to point out the fact that crime is a problem in the city, how would you respond to those that think that that's just fear mongering, fear mongering for pointing out that there is crime in the city? Well, the fear needs to be mongered, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the truth needs to be told. I, 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 I am not posting anything on on social media. I, people were responding to the crime stoppers posting, uh, you know, on Twitter about me, and I, I really wanted to. I thought about saying, "Oh, it's that was me. I'm the victim." But I just thought, "Well, that's I don't really want to put myself in right. that sort of situation." But I. I, of course, wanted to tell at least the people who, my friends and, and neighbors around me, that this happened and to, to be aware. And I know that this isn't the only neighborhood, but really anybody who lives in the city needs, should, needs to know that this can happen at any time of day and that you do need to employ strategies to make yourself less, less of a target, I guess. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to put blame on myself, but maybe there was there are things that others can do to try to make themselves um, less likely to get. Well, I, I hate to sound yeah. new age. I hate to sound new age. It's very euphorian, but you can forgive yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, um, Candy. Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I think you said maybe traveling even with two girls, you might not do that. I think, I think you'd be more safe for doing that. I think they're looking for opportunities and very, very easy marks. You're a single gal traveling all by yourself. There's three of them. Um, you know, you look probably look like a pretty easy hit where they could take you down and get your stuff and get out of there in a hurry. And I think if there's two gals, there's less of a chance they'll get out of there. And if there's a, a, a guy along and, and he's a big dude, they might assess that situation and say, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's all about speed with them. And no resistance you know they're not ready for people to resist them i think that i i reacted with resistance good i well no actually i don't know if it was good because oh because i held on to my my purse yeah you know my my reaction was somebody's trying to take no this is mine it's my mind and i'm not getting well then they needed to be more violent to get it from me now i i think if they had actually if the three of them had just walked up to me and said, "Give me your purse." Then I would have, I would have handed it over, you know. Even if they didn't have to, sure, didn't have a weapon, you know, because sure. I can see I'm outnumbered, and I don't, I wouldn't have been able to outrun them. But, but they didn't take that approach, and it was the surprise factor that made me, I in a in a way very weakly fight back. But I did resist, and I think that was actually I know. simple. From what I've heard, a lot of times the MO is somebody will bear hug you from behind 
mm. and just keep you in a big bear hug while somebody else grabs your stuff, checks your pockets, you know, and does all that. And then they push you down and take off. But it sounds like they just came in swinging, huh, Julie? Well, you know, I wish I, I, I don't wish I could remember all of the details, but somehow, somehow I have some bruises and, and scrapes on my neck and I don't remember how that happened, but it, but it did. And so they may have, you know, grabbed me there first and maybe tried to put maybe a, some sort of a, a lock or something, but I, I can't say that for sure, but somehow I did have soreness on my well, collarbone and, and marks on my neck. It sounds like you have an inner, um, fight uh thing where where you're just going to fight them off no matter what and i don't know that that's bad that's probably pretty good did they show a weapon of any kind i i don't think so okay i mean i didn't see one maybe they may have had something in their hands to make the the uh the the hit you know count more i did they hit you with a closed fist Uh, well i think so because i did have a lot of bumps Oh, big goose eggs, real brave guys, which, you know, we see that right now I have a, a really, I won't say black eye, it's a purple eye and yeah, <laughs> and purple um, marks. Yeah, so you got punched, yeah, yeah, you got punched, punched you in the face, yeah. not even punched, it was sucker punched, yeah, yeah. Well, you, and it, you know, your, your comments about it being all about speed are apt because I swear I had a lot more. My items of value on me. I was wearing my my uh, wedding ring and diamond earrings, mm-hmm. and I so I mean I, I'm grateful overall that nobody tried to rip these solitaires out of my ears or try. It would have taken me a long time to try to take off my ring. Right, right. <laughs> so that would have ended badly. Um, anyway. Well, I'm glad you're a GLer, Julie. Don't tell anybody you're in the wrong neighborhood for that. You're uh, you're you're living with euphorians, mysterians, liberal Lakers, and uh, diversity villains. But I'm glad you're a GLer. I hope you recover. Are you really going to be leaving the state? Do you think? Oh, we've been talking about it, and it's yeah. I don't have a. I I actually I I'm I'm a native. You can hear that. I'm sure. Yeah. And my voice is raspy because of the because of the assault too, but I I was born and raised, went to the U of M, go Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved away for ten years. I, I moved to work for a company that was that I was already working for down in um, Phoenix for three years. Couldn't deal with summer. Then I moved to Boston to um, work in another industry for seven years and we really enjoyed that. My husband had been born out there and we cheered the Red Sox onto their victory and right. whatever a million years but but I came back because I wanted to be close to my mother again she was aging and I wanted to be near her as long as she was around well she died a few years ago and I, I realized you know my main reason isn't here anymore and so the, like I said in the in the message before I just feel like this is kind of a sign that yeah. I want to be a place where I can you know feel safe again yeah like Florida Florida's going to be hot, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. We may go back east. We we may go southeast. All right. I have a question for both Julie and Such. Um, Julie, you brought up something that I experienced a lot when I was living down there, and I just moved away in the last couple of years. 
um, and I wrote it down. You said uh, you're afraid uh, afraid to speak our minds, and you're not really public with the fact that you're GLers or you're conservatives, especially in downtown Minneapolis. And uh, that's a damn shame. How do we change that? Why, why do we have to act like we're hiding from from somebody or something or some movement? Why can't we just be open and be ourselves when we're conservatives? How do we change this? Well, I'll answer. Well, then Julie can answer. I, I have. I don't care anymore. So if somebody says you're a GLer, I say, yeah, I, I, I don't care anymore. I'm not you're, hiding anything. You're conservative, so immediately um, it's assumed that you voted for Trump. Or well, I can't, I can't account for that, but uh, that's that's their problem. But Julie is, is experiencing something I always experienced in South Minneapolis, where you just don't admit it. You don't admit your politics. Julie? Right. Well, I just don't want my neighbors to think ill of me or think that I'm crazy or you know what I mean? I, we, I feel yeah. like we have, uh, we have really we have good relationships with them and I just bite my tongue or something. Our, our neighbors are, you know, they put up the signs for whoever's been up and down the street. They're, they're supporting whoever is endorsed. Right. Right. By, and that's, that's it. And even if they'll over, we have a lot of happy hours mm-hmm. <laughs> and over, over, over happy hour, they will admit that, you know, their candidate is flawed and, but they seems like it's just, they don't even consider an alternative, mm-hmm. even if they know there's something wrong. It's with just, it really something where we live in an age where you can't even admit out loud that you're a conservative or you have conservative viewpoints. That's just amazing to me. That's where we're at in society. Right, that's, that does make um, Wyoming, Joe. Or- yeah, that's where I live, Julie. I live in. I fly in every day for the show. Well, well maybe you can uh, let me know if there's a, a home for sale in your neighborhood. I'll keep you in mind. Think about does make you think about about um, South Dakota and yeah. and Florida and and Texas and and Wyoming. And yeah, my husband's very handy, so he can help you with a lot of projects in the garage. There you go. Best of luck to you, and thank you for taking the time. It was really uh, interesting to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance. Okay. I um, wish everyone else the ability to enjoy where they live and do it safely. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Fortunately, Julie will not need Mueller Memorial. No. Mueller Memorial is a family-owned funeral cremation. They... I, I can't stress enough that I've known these people all my life, and they've been there's three generations, more than seventy five years of experience taking care of people at really difficult times of life. But they create the perfect event that will honor your loved one and bring family together to celebrate a wife a life well lived. Uh, it isn't fun. Uh, I know that it isn't. It, it results in anxiety, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and frightening. Once you uh, place your cares in the needs of Mueller, they'll take care of it. Scott Mueller, a good friend of mine, uh, has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. It's free. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL to see if copies are still available but it will answer any question you might have about planning a funeral or cremation service. And uh, it will really allay your fears. They're, they're really good people. It's called Mueller Memorial. 
and find out more at MuellerMemorial.com. Where's Marcy Holmes? It's uh, just north of St. Anthony Village. I just keep seeing the island. Of, is, it, is it the island? The De La Salle's on? No, it's north of the island. North of that? Yeah, it's that little neighborhood between Hennepin and Central. Okay. And University and Forth and all of them. Well, that's a good hike to go to a gopher game from there, to walk. Yeah, walk University. Yeah. Go through Town and over. Not so bad. God, there's a lot of GLers out there. I mean, even um, even the president got beat up by his own party for trying to come up with a, a budget deal, yeah. trying to talk to the other side. And How much trouble would she have been in if she shot those guys? Oh, my God. Well, if she was afraid for her life, um, she wouldn't be in any trouble. I don't, no, I don't, I don't trust the prosecutor. Prosecutor in Minneapolis. I, I think she'd be in. I think she'd be in huge trouble. I do too. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, right behind the island, basically. The island is calling. Island is calling. Why aren't they calling us? I think they might be soon. Well, I have another email that plays right into what she was telling us. All right. And then I have a, I have a thought. I have thoughts. I got a thought. Okay, just give me one second and I'll be ready to go. I think she described something that the CP described. It happens so fast you don't know how to react at first. <laughs> and you're trying to process, is this real or what's going on here? Then the CP being an idiot, you know, he's fighting, he's hitting. Right. And, uh, well, so was Julie, it yeah, sounds yeah, like. You can't hit him. You got to. Well, it's, you, you don't have any choice. Right, it's just, right, right. It's, it's how you react. Right. You know. All right. Can you ready? No. Joe, you ready? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Suchere. So what do you do when you want to see all of your favorite power sports brands? We're talking all the latest motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides all in one location. Well, you visit Moon Motorsports in Monticello, of course, a giant cathedral of motorized fun, just 25 minutes west of the metro. Moon Motorsports, a leader in both Honda and Yamaha ATV sales, and both of these exciting brands. They've delivered Moon several new models that are all ready and waiting for you. You can see them and the entire new and used inventory at moonmotorsports.com. And uh, Moon Motorsports has another event coming up. This one sounds like a fun one, a Kids Day event featuring the popular Wheelie Wizard stunt team Saturday, June 17th. Come on, we all love wheelies. What a great place to bring the kids for a couple of hours. Sit around, watch some wheelies. That'd be great. They're Moon Motorsports, ATV, side-by-sides, adventure motorcycle brand leaders. They're on the south side of 94, just west of 25 in Monticello. 
and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Uh, I got a note. It's not necessarily unrelated to Julie. It's from Josh. I brought my family to the Twins game yesterday. He dated this yesterday, so meaning Sunday. Sunday's game, yeah. They had a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, I brought my family to the Twins game yesterday, and he was from, he, he drove down from Detroit Lakes area. Mm -hmm. When we were dropping off my grandpa at the handicap drop-off by gate 29. Sure, yep. An officer on foot patrol was carrying an assault rifle. It gave me an eerie dystopian feeling. I hadn't been to a game in that area since last summer. Is this a common occurrence now? Thanks, Josh. Do we have officers with assault rifles outside the ballpark? I have seen them on occasion, but I'll be perfectly honest. I've been to one Twins game in the last two years at Target Field. Got them at the airport, left and right. I want them at the airport, <clears throat> yeah. I also know that uh, in some cases, too, they'll have the dog on the leash with them walking around Target Field as well. I've seen but the that Twins too. drew very well over the weekend. They did. It was a, was a beautiful weekend. Wonderful weather, yep. Now, also based on talking to Julie, uh, I still think that Minneapolis is not thinking it through to go ahead with this 4th of July celebration downtown. Isn't it on Nickel Mall? Oh, Taste, you mean? Yeah, Taste. Have they? Uh, I think they're. I think they're asking for a lot of grief. Have they um, announced any more new details? Not that I'm aware of. Stuff come out last week. I'm aware of just the fans. That's all I've witnessed. Right. That's the only thing we. Really you know, want. every once in a while, the news channels will uh, offer some video of what's happening downtown because somebody put up a beanbag catcher, you know, and they right. they say, "Look at downtown is really horrible." Now they're playing cornhole or whatever the hell it is. And I just there's nobody around at the vacant parking lot, and somebody's tossing a beanbag into a clown's face, you know. Yeah. I, and they think, "Oh, look, we're really rebounding." Revival. The, the rebounding will be people actually working. I'm not sure it's going to play <laughs> uh, cornhole or whatever the hell that is. But on the Fourth of July, they had a lot of problems last year. Yeah. And I have I I can offer no evidence uh, that. Things have gotten better since last year in terms of the behavior of young people. Well, not to mention just as you met, okay, you said it's not going to be back until people are back working downtown, which I don't think it's ever going to get back to pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. That's never going to happen. So I think we're all in agreement there. But this will be a big sign. And also just the overall behavior over the next, what, eight weeks? Because mm -hmm. this just in, when it gets warm out, crime goes up downtown. This just in? Yeah. Yeah. Only 54 people were shot in Chicago over the Memorial Day. Jesus. Not, many, not, not that many people died. I think only about six or seven died. But 54, 54. people were shot. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. <sighs> Lilac update. Okay. I For my records, I took my photograph yesterday. I'm calling May 29th my bloom. And... I am really, really saddened to report that the that the rabbits did wreak havoc. Mm. I do not have a full, beautiful row of lilac bushes. Uh, it looks like a bad haircut. Okay. Bald spots. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't know what to do about that. But in in any event, the ones that survived are are beautiful, and I'm calling it May 29th. Uh, from Kathy, I get sitting out on our front porch enjoying. Our beautiful lilac tree that is in full bloom is a Friday, May 26th. 
It's gorgeous this, this year, and the aroma is fantastic. Thanks for signing my GL book. Uh, Kathy from Plymouth, and then she sent a photo. And there was a was just gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Jackie up north, have your lilacs moved? Yes. Ours are way, ours way up here have. Just wondering if damages were bad from those rabbits. Yes, they were. Well, plus yeah. they were able to jump that high. They stood in the snow. Uh, Jim writes, listening to your show the past few weeks, I've watched my lilacs and they bloom as always around Memorial Day weekend. Check today and they are blooming. Uh, John, I thought you would, I thought I would take this opportunity to reassure the euphorians, reassure the euphorians that lilac blooming season is right on schedule here north of Malacca, just as it has been for since at least 1953 when my parents purchased this property, something which I look forward to every Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Now, you would think because we're, we're ruining the earth, yeah. you'd think the dates would be a little off, right? But they're not. That's nature. It's Memorial Day weekend. Mine are the 29th. Oh, yeah. uh, and this, oh, there's the picture. I did have a picture. See, they got a lot, yeah. of, lot of lilacs. Full blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's always good to get a black and white picture of lilacs. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, mine are May 29th. So there you go. It's never changed. It could be lilacs or it could be brush. We don't know with the black and white photo. So uh, I'm looking at this Taste of Minnesota website. It sounds like everybody's going to be sequestered and fenced in. Oh, it is. All. Oh, for the party on the 4th. From, yeah, from Washington all the way down to 5th. Yeah. Is um, it? Is because, it a, okay. Go ahead, Chris. No, I is it still a free event, Kenny? Yeah, it's free. I believe it is. I think you got to pay for food, don't you? Yeah, but yeah. why would you have it fenced up? And is it just merely for security purposes? I can't see anything about fences, but I'm seeing language like no outside food or beverages may be brought into. Gotcha. Um, all persons and bags are subject to search upon entry. Um, and words like inside the taste of Minnesota, no weapons of any type allowed in the taste of Minnesota. So they'll, they'll put up the snow fences? To keep yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. like Good they, question. Like they did at Grendel's, they put you in a corral. Yeah, you're right. The orange. And they pin you in, and then there's a guy with a whip. And you, oh, hey, get, get out back. Stay back in the fence. Uh, cattle Stay prod. back. Cattle prod. Mm. You still have that here's today's environmental statistic? Yes. I, I need to hear that. That was high-quality production. It was. It was really Before good. you play that, Joe, have you heard of any of these bands, uh, the Steels? Oh, uh, No. The fabulous yeah. armadillos. Yeah, the yes. steels are. Um, is that the gal that yeah. you're thinking of? The local gal. Yeah. Molly Mayer and her disbelievers. No. Third Eye Blind. Yep. Yes. Uh, Papa Shalita and friends. Nope. nope. White Iron Band. Yes. Yes. We had them on at the fair. Oh, Uncle, you're right. We did. We've had them on at the fair. Hmm. Uncle Cracker. Oh. Mm, it's ringing wow. a bell, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying. Um, that the band you want at the fourth, Uncle Cracker? Yeah. I don't know. That's a funny name to me. These though. are the bands you're talking about. He had a band. massive. He, yeah. Crackers when it's over, right? No, that's, that's uh, the same. No, that's not him. And finally, a guy named Big Boy, spelled B O I, and uh, he's from Outcast. Outcast, yeah. Big Boy. 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 That's the lineup, huh? That's the lineup. Nice. Yeah. Can I have today's environmental statistics? Here's today's environmental statistics. High quality production. It, you, you went out of your way, Rook. 
Mm-hmm. It really, and that also has the voice of the late great Bob Lang, who yep. we just lost recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I only bring this up because there is nothing for certain in this article, and yet it is, it is presented on the propaganda page of today's Star Tribune <laughs> that uh, we're all going to be in trouble and we're going to die now because there's a giant pile of logs <laughs> trapping millions of tons of carbon in Canada. And, uh, okay, I read this, uh, and it turns out that uh, some of this wood, this, these logs, have been sitting for more than a millennium. Hmm. But uh, somebody finally found them and said, hey, there's something new we can be worried about. Yeah. And yeah. so they found these logs. And they've been protected from decay by the deep freeze and the tightly packed logs, which are carried northward by the Mackenzie River above the Arctic Circle. See, but now there's warming, see. And what happens if these logs break up and begin to deteriorate? They're going to emit too much carbon into the atmosphere. It's another reason we're all going to die and have to drive an electric car. Legitimate concern. Right. It really is. And what we learn here is that they don't understand the factor of why this might happen. (laughs) Uh, Not all carbon stores are resilient to rising temperatures, although (laughs) some may break down quickly when pushed too hard. They don't know. Thawing permafrost starts melting slowly, but then melts rapidly, leading to fears of massive release of carbon into the atmosphere and a problem that builds on itself. Scientists are racing. They're scurrying. They're, they're, they're all in Maseratis. They're racing to map how much carbon is trapped in the wood in the Arctic. But, but they tell you they think it's... Uh, millions of tons of carbon, ah, but they're racing really to, to really try to figure that out. <laughs> and uh, they don't know how much climate change will impact the release of that carbon, yet we're supposed to be hysterical here. We don't have a big understanding <laughs> systemically about other large wood deposits. Uh, this is one of the so-called scientists saying this. The massive accumulation of wood that she, it's a, her name is Sandrowski. Uh, where's she from? Let me uh, find it. She's from communism. <laughs> she's from Alicia Sandrowski, a researcher at Michigan Tech University who led the study. Right. The right. study where we're racing? You know, 50 years ago, they, w- they couldn't get out of a college class without a D for something like this because the, the teacher would have said, well, you this, haven't demonstrated anything. Right. What the hell have you done? No, what they've done, what I love about this piece is they've demonstrated how little they know. They don't know a damn they, thing. They actually admit it. Well, a, a lot of this is just BS. And, and you can see in words that they've used, I actually got out my highlighter and I started highlighting some of these words. Yeah. In some cases, yeah. the wood has been sitting for more than a millennium. Right. A millennium, like you said, the log jam may be at risk of breaking right. up. Um, uh, not all carbon stores, like you read this, are resilient to rising temperatures, though, and some may break down more quickly. We don't have a big understanding systematically about other large woods. No, it's not. It's No, the word isn't even systematically. It's a word that doesn't make sense. We don't have a big understanding systemically 
oh. about other large wood closets. Oh. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't I'm know. I'm giving you a D, lady, and you're calling yourself a prop. <laughs> and then um, some of the wood they found 1,500 years old. Oh, no, wait. Is that 15 13, or 13? 1,300 years, years old. So, or should we have been worried about this for 1,300 <laughs> right. years? Hell yes. Right. Or Hell some yes. of it is 70 years old. <laughs> it's just catching up to the pile. She still isn't sure whether the log jam is losing carbon faster than it is accumulating. It's unbelievable. <laughs> One question she hopes to answer is the wood's average age. Yeah. Which would give a more precise sense that's, of the length and time of the log jam trapping there, carbon before releasing there you it. There go. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> and she wants to quantify the wood she can't see in an aerial imagery. We don't have a measurement of what is buried, what is submerged, what is under canopy yeah. cover. Yeah. And the time scale of the decay, she said, will help better get at the carbon storage potential of the system lady you're full of b's and bs as an s and i know you got to eat so you do this bs but lady you're telling me uh north of the arctic circle wood has been jamming at the outflow of the mackenzie river for about 15 1300 years and now you finally decided to, to uh postulate that that might be a problem you're not. You people think we're taking it seriously? Are you people crazy? Joe, it could be released into the atmosphere. <laughs> Maybe. The headline should read, uh, we don't know S. That's what the headline right. should read. There's a picture of her here. Michigan Tech log jam researcher. There's yeah. a log. You can get a job now as a log jam researcher. I don't but want that. Wasn't that the movie? Playing in Big Lebowski. I believe so. It was log jam. Yeah. Log jam, yes. Alicia Stendowski demonstrated how massive the pile of logs in northern Cal northern Canada appears. Why, I bet it's the size of 50 million boxes of paper clips that could fill 48 Olympic-sized swimming pools. <laughs> wow. Yes, exactly. Because the earth is really tiny. Yeah. Just tiny. It's just tiny. And here's some wood at the end of the Mackenzie River. Bring us, if that's what's going to bring us down, I'm ready to go. Yeah, no, I'm ready to go. Here we go. Let's go. Death by wood. <laughs> bunga bunga. Also, first, in the bunga bunga. Oh, you know, come on, people. Come on. That was a fun piece. That I really fun. enjoyed it. That yeah. was a real knee slapper. <laughs> it was a knee slapper. <laughs> You got all kinds of wood up there. Okay. Um, based on our interview with uh, Julie, yeah. we have Joe who's listening to the Garage Logic live stream. Yes. Hey guys, listening to the live stream, just heard Julie telling her story. It's really sad, but I think Minnesota is on the fast track to what's going on here. I'm in San Francisco for work this week. This morning, I went to Subway to grab a sandwich for breakfast. As I walked out, there were several homeless people on the sidewalk. One of them started walking towards me. He was pointing at me and yelling, "You're a baby killer." I guess he doesn't like sandwiches. He poked me in the chest and said it again. It really wasn't a big deal to me. I just kept walking. But I certainly would not want my kids or any female in my family there. Had they been with me, it would have gotten very ugly. I was then reading the local newspaper online as I ate my subway in the lobby of the hotel and reading that a 1,200-square-foot house just sold for $2.8 million. Is this what the people of Minnesota really want? Just keep modeling the state after this one, and you're going to get what you deserve. Joe from Little Elm, Texas. He's exactly right. Mm -hmm. That's where we're. That's where we're heading. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Bill Stein writes, I've been pondering what I can do or maybe can't do with the less than generous $260 rebate from Emperor Walls designed to extend the peasant in his fiefdom. I can't purchase a quarter beef from Grunhoffers, a new scooter from EcoFun, a prepaid funeral from Mueller Memorial, or even a year of Mosquito Shield. Mm. After a careful consideration, the best thing I can do with this unexpected windfall is to spend it on a year's membership to the town council and a bag of Oxford pellets. Go. <laughs> Good luck to you soon on the town council. Well, that town council is not going to cost you 260 bucks. And I, I would say, if you walk into Grunhoff's old-fashioned meats, okay. Billy, with 260 bucks, you could leave with a lot of good Carlo. meat. You could leave with some good meat. Grunhoff's beef is Minnesota-grown beef for Minnesota's farmers. Grunhoff's old-fashioned meats on Hugh in Hugo, just north of Highway, just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and in Forest Lake, just east. From Interstate 35 on 97, over 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brat, town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers. But what we've told you, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This is a meat emporium. Mm -hmm. Chicken, pork chops, pork shoulders, uh, whatever you need to make beef uh, stew and soups. and Whatever you, you know, those big soup bones. Yep. Can you, can you get those in Grand Office? You can get, yes, and you can get those big Wagyu ribeyes. Ooh, ooh. I mean, uh -huh. that's serious stuff. So, yeah, take your take your Emperor Walls rebate check to Grunhoffers. Cash, I need all that. You could, you mm -hmm. could, you could take your Emperor Walls rebate rebate check minus the ten bucks to join the town council. And you'd have 250 bucks to spend at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, and you will not be disappointed. Especially, uh, well, think of the double smoked hams and the thick cut double smoked bacon and all of that Minnesota beef, beef from Minnesota's farmers. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Height thinks he'll be in Bismarck all week. Right. That didn't sound good. Why? why? Oh, sorry. Oh. Families. Got it. You know, uh, did you read, Kenny, uh, the Sunday Tribune? No, just the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The... Uh, <clears throat> It was a front page piece on the uh, success and spreading popularity in Minneapolis of the Democratic Socialist. Oh. And how about, I think, five council people have been. Yeah. And when you read that, I can picture them listening to that interview with Julie, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't care that you got. Nope. They don't believe in crime. They want no police and nobody in prison. And these are becoming, you'll have five council members who are Democratic Socialists, including the guy who arrested the nomination away from Andrea Jenkins, the guy we talked about. Yep. His name escapes me. Uh, that is. Hey, Rook, uh, before you look that up, I can do that. I need something from you here. Got it before I come back. Yes, please. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Hi. Ham, Roland. 
Oh, just dry. Excuse me. It is the season, as we joke, but uh, it's no joke if your air conditioning unit wasn't working properly last year. You're going to probably lean on it this week because it's going to get up there in temperature-wise. And you want to go trust a place to either uh, work on it that has a history. Not somebody that's been in business with the funny vans and a quick jingle for the last five years. Welterheating.com. Please visit that website. Make an appointment. Don't screw around with your air conditioning unit if it's making funny noises. They have 100, 100 years of experience, and they're right there in Minneapolis. Four generations of welters working right there. Check out their website. There are some things that you might find you can fix on your own. You don't have to call them out. Now, 612-825-6867 is the phone number. If you want to go old school, there will be a human that answers that telephone. Otherwise, you can make an appointment online. Go to welterheating.com. When it's 95 degrees out and it's humid, you're going to need your air conditioner. Make sure it's working properly by going to welterheating.com. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Can you get something here? Yep, but I need a minute. Rook, get your uh, calculator out. I'm going to have you do something here. Or no, first look up uh, Google. How many cars are sold in the world every year? How many automobiles are sold in the world every year? Is this, um, I think I found it. Who are the Democratic Socialists and why are they winning Minneapolis? Yes. 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 All right, I found it. <clears throat> I wasn't even going to bring it up. I, I was just thinking. No, but it's something I've been, yeah, we've been wondering about here yeah. for. But I, I double check me. Don't they, aren't they going to have five council seats? And and they Come November. And we're going. We're going to just read. We're going to drag up again. This we don't want police. Uh, the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America. Yeah, that's what I was speculating. Somebody and they was, got their they got their big push from Bernie Sanders. Oh, good. Somebody was posting videos. All it said was three years ago. Right over the weekend, yeah. So it was all the George Floyd riots and right. stuff. It's it's just haunting, you know. Got your stuff. That was three years ago. How many million? Cars? According to Statista.com, yeah. In 2023, this is a projection, obviously, 70.8 million. Really? 2022, wow. it was 67.2 million. Hey, get ready to do some big math. Okay. You ready to go? I am. Does Kenny got some? He sure does. Here we go. You ready, Ken? Trying to read this piece. It's fascinating, it Sooch. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Wow. Who, who wrote this? Well, you'd have to look. Oh, it. Dave Orrick. Yeah, All he's right. good. Yep. All right. I'm ready. Yep. Rolling. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushu. Okay, you have to stay tuned here. There's a special announcement after this special announcement from Maple Grove Lock and Save. The Memorial Day sale continues through tomorrow, the 31st, on Select Liberty Caves at the showroom, 6901 East Fitch Lake Road, Maple Grove. And with every on sale safe purchase, every safe that's on sale, you get a safe alert device that allows you to monitor your safe from your phone. It's about $119 value. Okay, it's the USA series of Liberty Safes. Some pretty drastic markdowns right now. The USA 36 markdown $369.99. The USA 50 in textured black is marked down $419.99. And 
and the USA 50 in gloss white or gray marked down $519.99 for Maple. And remember, uh, Richard Maple Grove Lock and Safe throwing in that safe alert device with every USA safe on sale from Liberty. Feel free to stop in and visit with Rich, the owner. Be sure to ask him about delivery and installation. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, like I said, 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. And now, a special announcement for you GLers that love stopping in. Today or tomorrow, Rich is offering 20% off any in-stock safe that is not already on sale. So you got these safes over here, they're on sale, but then you have the rest of the store over here, they're not on sale, but wait, no, they're marked 20% off. That ought to get you to get the checkbook out, huh? That's a pretty damn good deal. And it's all from maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Rook, yep. uh, keep the stats. I already asked you to. What do you got? Now I got a new thing for you to find. Okay. Dr. Philip A. Fields. Philip and Fields, just the way they Dr. Philip A. Fields. Uh, it should pop up. Uh, uh, as a as in the College of Medicine at the University of South Alabama. Yes, right. He has written the following, and it's leading me to a thought. Okay. Uh, an emailer sent me this, and, and leading a, leading the email is a picture of what I can only describe as a mammoth piece of machinery with cap written on it. So I suppose it's made by caterpillar. Right. Sure. Mammoth piece of machinery with humans standing in front of it. The humans don't come uh, come to about a third of the way up of the tires. Look at the size of this machine. Holy cow. Yeah. That's an earth mover. Huh? Yeah. A machine like this is required to move 500 tons of earth, which will be refined into one lithium car battery. It burns 900 to 1,000 gallons of fuel in a 12-hour shift. This machine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> lithium is refined from ore using sulfuric acid. The proposed lithium mine at Thacker Pass, Nevada, is expected to require up to 75 semi-loads of sulfuric acid a day. The acid does not turn into unicorn food. Refining lithium has created several EPA Superfund sites. It is very toxic to the environment. <laughs> And wow. I think it needs to be gone through again. Uh, a battery in an electric car, let's say an average Tesla, is made of 25 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of manganese, 30 pounds of cobalt, and 200 pounds of copper, 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, and plastic, averaging 700 and 750 to 1,000 pounds of minerals that have to be mined and processed into a battery that merely stores electricity. Electricity, which is generated by oil, gas, coal, or water, and a tiny fraction of wind and solar. This is the truth of, of green energy. So you looked up how many cars are sold in the world every year, and you come up with what? Uh, a projection for 2023 is 70.8 million. 70.8 million. Is it possible now? Let's just use the figure 750. Uh, can you can you times that by 750, which would give us the weight of all the batteries required oh if we were going to electrify 
all the cars in the world. Okay, so what's my figure? Well, it says it takes between 750 and 1,000 pounds of minerals to make the battery. So we'll just say 750. Fine. Times. Uh, I couldn't do it. How many electric cars are there? Well, we're not doing that because what the okay, you're, just trying, you're saying what would the conversion be right. if we went right. entirely with this? Biden is going to forbid you to buy a gas car. California is going to forbid you to buy it. Stellantis is already withdrawing a lot of shipments of their gas-powered cars to California. Really? Mm-hmm. It'll be tough to buy a Jeep in California. Huh. You can go buy in Utah, but then, you know. Or Nevada. Right. Gotcha. The, the point being, it's going to be an overwhelming. Yeah, it's my, going to be a ridiculous number. Wait, I actually just tabulated that, and I have that figure right here. Imagine a future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery yeah. store shelves and the buses that take children. Okay, thank you. Here's your number. 750. Yeah. Is it trillions? Uh, yeah, times, let's say, 70. Yeah, you don't have to because it's, you know It's what? a lot. It's a lot. It is, let's see, that is 53,100,000,000 pounds. And I don't know how to put this in context. Maybe the weight of oil required to fuel uh, (laughs) 22 million cars weighs the same. I I, I don't know. But here's what occurs to me. John Fram sent me an email. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline and I got to thinking. Why are we abandoning things that work? Right. Great point. Right. Why? What? Why are we fixing stuff that ain't broken? We're fixing something that isn't broken, and we're fixing it in a way that may very well, if if your concern is the earth, you may very well be doing the earth considerably more harm by these mining exercises to get lithium, nickel, manganese, cobalt, and copper than you are to drill for oil. So who stands profit greatly from all of this that's one thing we need to get a better handle on we, we haven't been following the money enough who stands to benefit by the world moving to electric cars miners stand to benefit the people who own mines maybe the countries that own mines but the average guy on the street doesn't stand to benefit by the electrification of the automobile fleet. And don't tell me they'll benefit by cleaner air, which is utter nonsense. The machine used to ferret the lithium out of the ground, well, you don't even get lithium. You have to you have to leach it off other minerals, right? Right. With with sulfuric acid. What was the line about the acid to it doesn't turn into unicorn? It doesn't turn into unicorn food. (laughs) It's it's dreadful for the environment. And so, but, you know, 12 years ago, we've abandoned things at work. 12 years ago, the Julies of Minneapolis, I would say 99 and 9 tenths percent of the time could walk from wherever she lives to a, to a theater production at the Guthrie and not get mugged. Right. But in 12 years, we've abandoned what works, arrest, prosecution, consequences, and punishment for crime. Yep. Those three idiots that attacked her, uh, the police will do their job. They'll probably arrest her if they got a license plate number, which she said uh, uh, 
people around her got the license plate number that was given to the police. These these thugs will probably be found. They'll probably have a record as long as your arm. Right. They'll get arrested, and Mary Moore Reality will say their brains aren't developed yeah. yet no, and worse. turn them back out onto yeah. the street. That doesn't work. Why have we abandoned that which works to bring about the mystery? To bring about the mystery, I might even add, it is almost a it is almost required that you abandon things that work. Yeah, gas cars, gas cars work. They're cleaner than they've ever been. You are you want to get rid of that which works and replace it by this incredible process just to come up with the batteries. Okay, I I'll never be converted. Uh, I'm too set in my ways to buy into the nonsense that this is the way to go. It doesn't make any sense to me. The uh, the big buzzword that started a few years ago and for whatever reason has been viewed positive is change. I want to be part of change. But no. we're changing yeah. for, for the no reason. Right. To make it things worse. You're changing things that work. I blame everything on the TSA, the Democratic Socialist of America. Who are mm. gaining power, by the way, in Minneapolis. There was a front page Dave Oreck piece uh, in the Sunday Tribune about the foothold the DSA has gained in Minneapolis. I, it, correct me, Kenny, if you've got the piece in front of you, but five council seats, I think. Yeah. Have. yeah. And, and yeah. who's the guy that wrestled away the DFL endorsement from Andrea Jenkins? Uh, it was that little guy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Stevenson? Yes. And these guys, these people that get the DFL endorsement are, are not the DFLers of your parents' era. These are DSA people. But is Soren, that, Soren, Soren, that's Soren a, Stevenson. Yeah, that's a good Stevenson. answer for here. Oh. But what's the answer for the entire United States? Uh, that we're is it the same thing? Yeah. Well, when Bernie Sanders identified as a democratic socialist, it gave the local level activists the cachet they needed to seek endorsements. And they're winning those endorsements in Minneapolis. If you read their, uh, what's the word I want? Their manifesto. They don't want police and they don't want people in prison. Right. Okay. That doesn't work. Nope. Why are you changing that which works to that which doesn't work? They're redistributionists who are basically extraordinarily lazy people who wish to live off the fruits of others. Mm-hmm. And they're winning political office to bring this about. And in wishing right. to live off the fruits of others, they're committing horrible, horrible sins for the population at large by their by their distrust of police and their, their anger that we have uh, a bail system and an anger that we have a jail system. But how, do they, how do they benefit yeah. from this love of battery-operated cars how are they benefiting the democratic socialists of america well they think that they're protecting the mother but back to your other point though joe is the the number of people that are growing that want to be able to to live off the fruits of of others that's that's that crowd is getting a lot bigger than our crowd don't you think and it's growing by by the day and that's why you you guys were asking during the break how how is this happening it's because this crowd of people that 
simply just don't want to work hard for what they earn, that crowd is growing by the minute. Think of all the things that worked that have been debased. Uh, it worked to have discipline in schools. They don't have discipline anymore. anymore. It worked to turn in your re book report on time. That worked. <laughs> yep. Now you, you didn't get it done? Well, here's five or six uh, reasons you can get excused from that and then get it to us never, when you get a chance. That done. doesn't work. Here is a story out of Texas. Is this the teacher that enforced the rules? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a superintendent who enforced the rules. Got this from Joe in Texas. Uh, what is it here? A high school commencement ceremony in Texas was called off after the district found only five of 33 prospective graduates were eligible to cross the stage. <laughs> Marlin High School, about 125 miles south of Dallas, had been set to pass out diplomas this Thursday. In announcing the ceremony postponement, Super Daryl Henson said that students in his district will be held to the same high standard as any other student in Texas. We maintain expectations, not as an imposition, but as a show of faith in our students' abilities, Hansen said. Superintendent Hansen and his staff audited student files this past weekend to, five, to find only five kids were eligible to graduate. <laughs> what? Yes, five. District spokesperson Leah wow. Wayne told NBC Jesus. News. The ineligibility stemmed from a myriad of reasons, including failing grades, attendance, verification, documentation issues. They found deficiencies with the data compared to where they felt it should be, Wayne said. That's why they afforded the students some additional time. They made the decision to postpone graduation so that more students would be able to fix some of these issues. So they're cutting the students slack. But it's at least a, a ray of hope that they didn't go through with a fake graduation. <laughs> Five kids. Five kids. Five. Hey, nice job, Tigers. Students wow. in the district. Wait, wait, you know, Rookie, I could say in that case, hey, we finished in the top five of our graduating I was, class. I was the fifth in my class. <laughs> Despite any inconvenience or embarrassment caused by the postponement, school officials insisted the decision was made in the best interests of students in the system. That's been a mainstay of this administration, that we're not going to cut corners. The school district was a failing, was failing. That's part of the reason why this audit was taken. The rescheduled graduation date has not been set. Hmm. Well, good for you, Pete. You're going back to what works. Uh, the natural assimilation of kids growing up worked. That's all been blown out of the water by social media. That doesn't work. Yep, I agree with that. That doesn't work. We take everything that works and we tear it apart and introduce something that doesn't work. Now you can say, well, an electric car works, you idiot. You get in it and turn it on. And, oh, it works. They work. Yeah, they work at what expense do they work? Uh, again, I, I sure, I'm sure some euphoria and climate change hysterians are probably saying, 
well, you idiot, you don't even know what oil weighs. And, uh, you know, there's as much a weight of oil used as a weight of minerals. Yeah, but you're not destroying the earth. You're, you're not sending 12-year-olds into a mine. Do they not know? And would they change their mind if they did know? I don't know that 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 electric the electric vehicles are really caught on with the elites, with pretty much white urban people of means. And so what they're doing, they think, is sending these virtuous signals that we're ahead of the curve. Look at us trying to save the earth. You idiots, you don't even know what you're doing. Why don't you do some homework before you buy one of these POSs? That that includes you, Garofalo. He was happy with his life. Oh, that's right. He got, he got, what yeah. about me? I know you are a big fan of it. I'm going to fill it up with 50 pounds of dope. Are you? He's you were at the Capitol today. Are you at the ceremony for the signing of the legal marijuana? I'll sign it. You've really pushed. For I'll that sign out. it and I'll smoke it. Yeah, because you use it for uh, medicinal purposes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, well, you've. you've What's said, your reason? I, I thought it actually changed your wife's life, didn't it? it yeah. Made, so, uh, you what now? You don't have to be confrontational. I, I do. I'm in the lion's den. I'm kind of on your side. I'm on your side here, Gov. All right. It really helped Terry, from what I understand. Yes. It really did. With what? Illness. I had, that's none of my business. But I mean, it's none of your business. Well, I mean, did seriously help you? know. Yeah. All right. Never mind talking. You, you, you know, obviously wish to be confrontational. I'm not a, I know I don't. Yeah, you are. I, I, I do, but I'm not now. I can't. I you're, can't you're do You're being all. mean. I can't carry a show. You don't have to. You, well, you weren't listening. I don't even listen to you. You dragged this show hey, to I the ground. I don't listen to your show, but that Garofalo guy you had on, yeah. he had some good things to say. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed uh, hearing about uh, him. Okay. I didn't hear him directly. Yeah. You got a garage door? Yes. Does it work? I got two. Why? <laughs> I just want to know when they're in tip-top shape, because if they're not, I want you to get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You ain't getting the code. No, I don't want the code. <laughs> you know, one, but two, three, four. Even for Oops. you. Well, here's what you'd have to do, Governor. Uh-oh. You'd have to call them or get a hold of them and tell them you're a GLer. And I, then you'd get I'm a 25-point safety inspection. Well, this might capture you I for would, free. I would for that. Okay, for free. How so many 20, points? 25 points. I thought you said 84 the other day no. when I wasn't listening to the podcast. <laughs> no. But you said 85. It's, no, they check that's $85. Okay. It's an $85 uh, fee that they waive if you're Is a this cold copy for you? <laughs> but they this have, is your first ad. But you only have it today and tomorrow. This offer concludes at the end of May for GLers getting a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. My new garage door people, they'll spot a problem before you wind up trapped with your car in the garage that won't open because the door is broken. And again, for this month of May, this service is free. If you identify as a GLer, it's an $85 value. No purchase necessary and they're not trying to sell you anything that's a freebie they are available 24 7 they don't charge extras for weekends it's precision garage door serving the metro and western wisconsin precision garage door they fix garage doors correctly and they do it the first time get help online at 
precisiondoormn.com. What did she have? I don't know. Um, but it helped. No, you. she had. Um, no, um, she had the bar syndrome, but that was a long. No, time she was ago. having seizures. I thought. I thought he said seizures on the show. Is that what it was? All I know is when you go around town these days on a quiet urban holiday weekend, you can sure smell a lot of dope. This yeah. is this is just gonna. I predict it will. Hell of a hand it's not gonna work out, Rook. Um, speaking of that, can you give me your other ad here? All right, everybody. John's dope smoke. Uh, John Hemp John's uh, smoke shop. Uh, Masonic. All right, let me find this copy from Mr. Schwenkis. Do 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 do. Just let me know when you're ready. I have to P P Sorry, Chris. It's okay. S C H T E I. It's okay. Rookie, were you a deep market? Yeah, Elko Flea Market. There were you were? Yeah. Didn't you see the pictures of those quality? I actually didn't buy anything. Gabe bought something. Didn't find anything worth it. No, didn't uh, worth the tag. Huh? Didn't uh, didn't find anything worth it. That's exactly right. S C H W. You got a nice reading list. What are we waiting for? Me. I'm trying to pull up this copy. Well, I have I time to get a drink of water. Yeah, you do. You do. Because you're having trouble. Yes. What would normally be today after the school? The weekly scramble. Well, why don't you have it? Mike's off this week. Okay, I found it. Ready? Um, <clears throat> see, Calico. Um, I am M N Masonic. Sorry, Christopher. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Rolling. Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org. 
they've been on board with Garage Logic. They want to get the word out. They have so many things that they help the young people, the old people, everybody. You know, these guys got together in 2006. They all came together and they came one operation. And they're doing the work of the people right now. And the scholarship program they have, it's a great deal. I've got a little snippet of Jessica Krugrud, a student at Metropolitan State University and respiratory therapist at Masonic Children's Hospital, nominated her co-worker, Lexi Calocono, a business student at University of Wisconsin Green Bay for her selfless and compassionate care for the patients she takes for, takes care of. Lexi is the mother of four who sacrifices time with her own children to take care of children at the hospital. Jessica describes Lexi as the brightest star in a galaxy of bright stars at the Masonic Children's Hospital. It's stuff like that where people are noticing the good in people and they're promoting it. And that's what Minnesota Masonic Charities is doing. If you'd like to learn more about this fantastic operation that I'm proud to be the mouthpiece for, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. And let them know you heard it on Garage Logic. So the Masonic people will help you, but you need to pick up the paces and help yourself. Now, mnmasoniccharities.org, mnmasoniccharities.org. All right. Hey, Kenny. Um, Which yeah. one? Is it aim high, right? Did I tell you that one today? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Just with the holiday, and we got month end is tomorrow. Well, how many Let me start off with two words made in America. Yes, sir. How many more ads? Uh, just a couple, but we're, we're good. Kenny's going to do when we come back, and I'm going to do mosquito still before we say goodbye. I have two more left. I squeezed in. Um, the other one I mentioned. That's why I wanted to make sure I got So it. don't do DK then. Correct. Okay, cool. That's why I wanted to make sure I had you do aim high. Um, quote unquote. <clears> high. <throat> How great is it going to be when you get a call? How come you gave up my door code on the show? Yeah, one, one, <laughs> one, one. <laughs> oh. I don't listen to this show, but you tell Garoppolo. Yeah, last week you said 85 points. I thought he was living in Baja. The Baja. He's at the Capitol. How's there a tweet or other picture of him? What was his beef with Tom? Didn't he have a beef with Hauser? I don't think so. Maybe ages ago. Oh. I think he was good to him when he was in office. Okay. I am ready if you... Okay. Why doesn't the market go up? Well, you'll learn from Josh in just a few moments. Well, it's not going up, and they're supposed to be happy about the debt ceiling. I thought it was the opposite. Oh, what do I know? You know what? It's why you don't invest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ready, Joe? Yep. Can you ready? Yep. Rolling. <clears throat> this guy wears many hats. Just not indoors. Joe Souchere. 
The crew at Aim High Construction will make your vision a reality. That's what they do. They're in the business of designing custom gorgeous spaces where your life happens every day. And they can handle your interior or exterior needs, residential, commercial. And it includes everything related to construction. Chris, the owner, he's 100% committed to your 100% satisfaction. His team also just as dedicated to superior craftsmanship and customer satisfaction. And when you work with these guys and gals, you can expect prompt, professional, and courteous service from a very experienced crew. And they work with all the leading brands. That means you're going to have high-performing solutions to your project that are going to last a long time. And the crew is amazing. From startup to final cleanup, it's a very enjoyable experience. You get that bid ball rolling right now. Do it today. Get on the horn. Now get on the computer. Aim high construction, MN.com. Set up a meeting to discuss your plans. That's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Things are so bad in Minnesota. How bad are they? Charles Mantufel writes from Vietnam that he says, after listening, we've decided to stay in Vietnam long term. Wow. And have a young buffalo girl on the way. I don't know what that means. A young buffalo girl on the way. Maybe maybe the missus is with child and Maybe that's a, a cultural thing there. I don't know. Not sure. I have no idea. He likes the fact that we've developed a, G, a DGAF attitude as of late, and the show keeps getting better. DGAF. Mm. Right. Don't give a bleep. Right. Yeah. Man, he's, he's writing from Saigon, and they're staying there. Well, <laughs> we ain't going back. <laughs> My, all the times have changed, huh? Do you know now, uh, I didn't know this was official. Although, but... really quick, wasn't somebody came on the show to talk to us about, a do- seriously, a documentary about be- and how beautiful it is now. W- wasn't that on this show? Well, when, uh, when Kevin, the... Kevin Spacey? No. <laughs> it is, uh... He's over there for a different reason. I got you. Do you know that uh, we now have... Uh, Look it up. Let's see. State lawmakers mm-hmm. uh, in this past session, they set aside $4 million. For what purpose, Joe? In the transportation budget bill uh, to provide a maximum rebate of 1500 bucks, up to 75% of the value of a new electric bike. And it's scaled based on your income. So the more you earn, the less I will pay for your bike. Or you as a taxpayer will pay for my bike. I don't want to buy anybody's bike. For a family earning hundred and twenty a year or more, the most they can get back is up to a grand on the purchase of an e-bike. Okay. This will be good news okay, out but... This will be good news for EcoFund. Right. right. Minnesota's program also reserves 40% of funding for people earning less than the state's immediate income, about 78 grand for a married couple, or 41 grand for a single filer. And these rebates, according to our legislators, who are all wise, that could be the deciding factor for people who've been on the fence Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting an e-bike. 
if you're going to get one, by the way, get it at EcoFun and Forest Lake because they're the e-bike experts. So they're not even scheduled today, but I'm going to tell you that. We, I'm very confused. I go out and buy an e-bike, right? And the government, you, you and me, are going to supply a rebate to the people who buy an e-bike, e-bike based on their income level. But if I buy an e-bike, uh huh, it's just to you know ride it out to the mailbox. Yeah, and you'd get a rebate. Or go for a, a bike ride. Right. In, in, instead of pedaling, I'd twist the throttle. How, how is the world benefiting from me getting an e-bike? Well, you're saving the earth. No, you wouldn't but, be saving the earth. No, because it's either a pedal-powered bike well, or an here, here, Well, here's bike. how the world would benefit. It would get you out of your car. But it would That's wouldn't. how they look at it. Well, of course but it would. It, it wouldn't. But that's their rationale. Under no circumstances would it. Well, maybe you'll be a bit surprised to learn this, Kenny. Rebates are becoming more common across the country. Several states and cities have either recently adopted or proposed different incentives to help people purchase e-bikes. Uh, well, where's the money coming from for these the taxpayers? Taxpayers. You got piles of money. Me? Yes. I'm calling it the year of the e-bike in that we're really at the tipping point in which we're seeing a significant number of states and cities exploring and pursuing in place e-bike incentives to bring down the cost of the bikes, said John MacArthur, a researcher with the Transportation Research and Education Center at Portland State University. Okay. A big motivation for the incentive programs, here it is, right here. All right, right here. I'm listening. Wow, I've got no notebook ready. To get, is to get people out of cars and onto bikes, said MacArthur, who studied oh. e-bikes for the past decade. And that has health benefits. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions. So 40% of the trips that e-bikers take are substituting a car trip. Hmm. So, in essence, what they're saying is that their plan, their earlier plan, to just get us out of our cars and onto bicycles and maybe walking, that plan was a failure. And that was a bad idea. So now we're going to do it for e-bikes. You know, you know what's happening? Yeah, you know what's happening? It's happening. It's no, going to hell. You, no, I'm going to tell you what's happening. The legislators we have either don't have the courage to say what they're really developing is the 15-minute city. Explain. The 15-minute city, we've seen it develop in oh. the UK and Germany, where uh, these people who lead us, because they're not good people, they want us they want us confined to 15 minutes of distance. Work, uh, school, mm, okay. groceries, the town square. restaurants. They want 15-minute city. Oh, 15 minutes walking or biking or 15 minutes in my vehicle. Because uh, I had that when I lived there. I was less than 15 from work. I was less than 15 from the Home Depot or the Sears store or wherever I needed to go. But that was all on the vehicle. Okay, this is all off the top of my head because I don't trust any of them. So what I'm what I'm attempting to to speculate here is that what's at the heart of everything that they're fixing that wasn't broken is an effect is in is an effort to bring about a minimalization of your ability to move freely, whether it's by car or electric bike or walking. 
Well, no, they wouldn't mind. You could walk everywhere. Uh, there, there's really nothing they could present to you to prevent that. But what they're really doing, if they create 15-minute cities, is they will have limits on your ability to leave the 15-minute thing. Mm -hmm. May I ask a question about this? Let's say I go through the rebate program, mm -hmm. and I get myself. And I want you to do it only at EcoPuck. And that's where I will go. Right. And inevitably, when I'm living in the city of Minneapolis, it will get stolen. Um, right. Do I qualify then for a second rebate? That's a good point. You know, is it just a one, right. come one, come all kind of a situation? Well, no, Mary Moriality would say that whoever took your e-bike deserved it. Because they needed it more than I did. <laughs> more That's than right. you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. fair. Right. So I would qualify then for a second rebate. Uh, I would imagine you would. Okay. Yeah, because the goal, again, is to get you out of a car. I see. So, but I, it, to me, it smells. It smells rotten. Something, something's rotten in Denmark. It smells like the 15-minute city BS, where they really clamp down on you, and uh, you could you could face some sort of <laughs> reprimand by going beyond your 15 minutes. <clears throat> to the point where... How are you supposed to get up to the lake? Well, during well, COVID. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. During COVID, didn't this happen where <laughs> someone wasn't even allowed to get back inside their own... A townhouse community. Uh, they said, I, I live here. Yeah, but you're outside mm, of your Yeah, you went area. outside to so quarantine. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I, I don't think the 15 minute people can see beyond 15 minutes. I, I don't think they saw what happened in this country yesterday. Right. Uh, I came home through Wisconsin from Indianapolis yesterday, and it was the eastbound lanes, the going towards Chicago. Right. Bumper to bumper. Right. Elbow to elbow, right from Baldwin to Chicago. All the Illinois was, people with cabins in northern Wisconsin. It was absolute gridlock yeah. on eastbound 94. That was westbound. From Baldwin, Wisconsin to Chicago. Right. And there were points where it was stopped. Wow. Eastbound traffic was stopped. What about westbound? Westbound, not bad. I think the slowest I got down to was 50 a couple of times, but most of the time it was, you know, right up around the 85 or so. <laughs> well, you know, we're moving with the along. troopers. Yeah, we were moving along at a, at a nice clip, but they're not seeing what the entire world is doing on holiday weekends or any given weekend for that matter. Well, like we said earlier, talking about uh, the city council people in Minneapolis. Or, oh, I got news for you. I know someone who has been very active in opposing the Summit Avenue bike plan. <laughs> okay. How's right? that working out? And she uh, said that she went to the last meeting where the city council people spoke. Mitra Jalali spoke. But most of the time she was just looking at her phone. Sure. Uh, but she spoke with absolute disdain of the people opposing. Uh, of course. Okay. And said, said those people are colonialists. Yep. No, they're just people that live on some wow. of Bay High property. No, that's white privilege. They're that's, evil white people. They're living on stolen ground. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, that was said, too, at the meeting. Those mansions on Summit are on Native American land. Dear God. Right. And you uh, wonder why your city's going The away. entire country is on Native <laughs> American <laughs> land. The entire country. The entire country. Yeah. And all of Canada. But we're going to make an exception for Summit Avenue. And South America. <laughs> and Africa. Wow. You colonialist. Okay. So let me, let me, let me uh, puzzle me this, Poindexter. 
Uh, <laughs> what is what I can't put myself in her mind because her mind is very small and there's no room for me. What? What? How does making a bike path <laughs> erase the sins of colonialism? I can't answer that question. I'm, I can't either. What What does that have to do Doesn't, with anything? It shouldn't nothing. even be a question that has to be asked. They're not even in the same ballpark. It's, it's not no, analogous. Yeah. There's no. no it's not no. causing of colonialism did not result in there being no bike paths. Right. <clears throat> you know why? Let me start off with two words. What are they? Made in America. That's the yes. funny thing is that's three. We need less trees over there, but we definitely need more trees over in North Minneapolis. Well, we're going to have a tree inequity problem on summit. They'll have grounds for inequity, tree inequity. Yeah, they're going to blow them all out. <laughs> Vice President Harris, can you tell me why colonialism led to less bike press? Yeah. <laughs> she should just answer no. no I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't too that stupid. Something? Isn't that something? It's just amazing. It's stupidity. My God. 15 minute cities. That's what they're up to. That's well, you're is. just a colonialist. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. That <laughs> Only because they come to us. From where now? Well, Fernandina. Uh, they still at that sex farm down in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the villages. From I'm the out of my way. From the traveling limes at WorldWideWafties.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is May 30th. In 1871, the steamer St. Paul carried the first shipment of grain from the port of Duluth. Hmm. And on this day. May 30th. In 1889. Memorial Day became a legal holiday in Minnesota. Okay. You know what Memorial Day was first called? I told you Friday. You did, and I don't remember. Thank you. You were paying attention to class. Declaration Day. It was for Civil War uh, victims. And then some kind soul sent an email stating that Memorial Day is for when you die in uniform. Veterans Day is when you celebrate the veterans that came back. What was the other one? No, Veterans Day is celebrating anybody dead or alive in the armed services. And Memorial Day is dedicated to those we've lost serving the country. If you get the evil Star Tribune, there was a fascinating piece um, in today's paper, A5, about a Memorial Day erased from history in Charleston, South Carolina. A f- absolutely fascinating uh, Well, piece. I read the paper today. What are you talking about? A5. Headline, A Memorial Day Erased from History. A5. It's, it's a really good piece. Yeah, it's right towards the back. A5. A Memorial Day Erased from History. Oh, yeah, I did see it, but I was reading I was reading the story below that, the Korean War hero who was finally identified. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good one, too. Uh, yeah, this is about... Uh, but it was celebrated right away in 1865, just a, a month or a few weeks after uh, Lincoln was shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good piece. You're right. Well, the others, only one more day of May. That's right. 
you know what that means. You got to get on the schedule for Mosquito Shield. Okay. I uh, I got to get a hold of them right now because I was look at, look at all these bug bites I got. I was yeah, talking gross. to a guy outside last night and I said, "The hell with it. A year we're not talking anymore. Goodbye." And I went home and went in the house. So what you all need to do is get online moshield.com. That's m o shield.com. There's no dash, and you just put in your zip code and you're going to find them. Or just give the crew a call directly at 612-619-1556. And that's because Moe Shield specializes in getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks in your yard only. And that's important because what they do is they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. You just can't go buy this stuff on the shelf. I've tried to. Did you really? I've tried to get Pet Fred alone. You might tell me that this is their deal, but you can't get this. So it was invented by the founder, and they're going to take great care of you and your yard. They typically come out every 10 to 17 days for application, and they do so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant, and they stand behind their work. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. 612-619-1556, MoShield.com. You mentioned GL, and you are going to get $50 off your service. Please let them know. You heard about it here on the Garage Logic Podcast, Joe. That, that was a dumb thing for me to say. It sounded like I was <laughs> trying to uh, to undercut one of our friends at Mosquito Shield. I didn't you were just that. curious. I was just wondering yeah. what that stuff is if you can't get it in the store. Nope. It's their own blend. You can't get it in the store, and it works. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Hopefully, you were uh, poking around on Memorial Day. Uh, going you know, I was. Pod MN. Pod MN is where I'm saying you were poking around. Oh. Looking for a maybe a Memorial Day podcast. I'm sure there are some out there. And I'm sure they're very interesting. Find them at Pod MN on your smartphone. YouTube videos, Garage Logic has them all over, but you need to subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page so you can monitor them and be uh, entertained. Entertained. Then click over to GarageLogic.com. I told you about the town council paying ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year. It's you right now a ten dollar Fred Loney's Hardware and Garden Store gift certificate. But more than that, you will be inside Garage Logic during the breaks. Etc. Sign up at garagelogic.chop. Hi, Broskies. What's up, Broskies? I'm at 2% and I got to go back. Got to get up at. I got to be there at 3 30 tomorrow morning. Oh, I won't be here tomorrow because it's Dave's graduation. And they have uh, stuff going no, all week. It's Wednesday night. Hey. It's at night. Yeah, but there's... Uh, I already rescheduled it once, and I'm not doing it again. Brooke, Tommy B is coming in tomorrow. So... Uh, well, I'm just saying, I already rescheduled it once. I can't... I'm not doing it again. Uh, it's a day of stuff going on. For parents? Legitimately is. I got to go to the cathedral tomorrow night. Remember that Ireland Boulevard is there's bad construction. So have a, he'll handle that. Now the graduation is tomorrow night. What are you serving? 
Oh yeah, you already said that. You're, aren't you doing Tanucci's? That is for his um, graduation party. Oh, remember, you're going to do me a big favor, right? <laughs> By sending him a bill. <laughs> Sign here. Why am I giving it to Oh, wait, Ruck. I'm going to give you five bucks to take home to the kid. Five bucks? Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's a good gift. Five bucks. Jesus, you're a cheapskate. What, what's your, can you come in and pay <clears throat> six bucks? Come up, tomorrow's month then, and I still need three spots from you. Can you record them and MP3 them to me? Yes. No, don't say yes and then not be able to, uh, that I'm going to get yelled at by sales. MP3. Uh, yes, I can. That I can do for sure. Or I can, I can make a call and get live to you. Right, right. Well, that's... I will do that for you. I will. I need Masonic. Welter and your sister's start tomorrow. Yeah. Can, can you make each ad about three minutes long? Yes. That's easy. Joe, uh, I am ready for you. Ever been at a sporting event with 300,000 people? No. Uh, what's the Kentucky Derby hold? It's just amazing that there's that many people there. It just blows me away. How long does it take to get in and out of there? Uh, it takes a while. Yeah? yeah. Are you better just to wait it out? And no. I learned yesterday that the second the green flag flies, is the best or the i'm sorry the checker is don't wait a second get out there as fast as possible we got out of there on the sunday faster than i ever had because as soon as the checker flew we got up went to our car it's about a 30 minute walk and there was no delays on the road at all did you make it home uh, on sunday we drove home yesterday and usually if you wait around for a while after the race you end up sitting in your car for an hour or two. Wow. Yeah. How'd you no. get tickets? Uh, I, I order them a year in advance. Hmm. But um, then we stayed an hour outside of Indy. So it was a 10 hour drive yesterday. Nice. Julie from Minneapolis got mugged, period. Yep. She tells us about it, period. Do you want to comment there? No, no sins. Oh, no sins. She tells us about it. Lilac update. Hold on one second. I'm writing GL or Julie. Lilac update. Okay. Texas school super. Cancels graduation. Okay. 
upon the discovery okay. that only five seniors yep. were qualified to graduate. All right. Taxpayers will provide rebates yep. to the purchasers yep. of E-bikes. Okay. Period. That's enough. Wasn't there something about batteries? Let me just think about lithium. Oh, yeah. See you, Rick. Uh, the uh nah just leave it leave it alone yeah all right you hadn't been back for a couple of years though right kenny because you didn't go last year did you yeah just didn't go that one year that uh, they moved it to august or something oh, that's right. that's right. COVID. yeah that was in yeah. 2020 right yes um, yeah i think so that'd be fun my brother went to the one, is it in, what's the big one in, is it Talladega? What's the big racetrack? Yeah. That's a big race. Yeah. He went to that one once. That's, you know, you can still drive on the beach in Daytona. That's stock cars. That doesn't interest you at all? No, these things do 230 miles an hour. Guys. Well, they're damn near F1 cars. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. In fact, what is the difference between an Indy car and an F1 car? Oh, Indy cars only use Chevy and, um, Honda engines, crate engines. Indy does? Yeah, and F1 is pretty much open rules. Yeah, mad scientists in the castle with the lightning bolts crackling yeah. overhead can invent an engine. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But the stewards have ruined that kind of racing. I mean, they've made it safer. Yeah, they've ruined it. Correct. Well, well it was a death trap to, prior to the new rule. Well, you know, yeah. are you? You want to be a racer or you want to be a pussy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I meant to watch the Monaco Grand Prix, but I'm not getting up at 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So disappointing with what that race has become, which is just basically parade laps now. Uh, ESPN replayed it, though, last um, uh, Sunday night. Hmm. And um, they got a little rain, so there was a little wet. But it's so fun seeing a race on those tight little streets. But I think it's just parade laps, basically. You know where they should be running? They should be running up in Wisconsin, F1. That's a hell of a road track up there. Road America? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going there for the uh, British stuff this summer. Yeah, that's an amazing track. And be even better than stupid Miami, which is just for celebrities. Uh, I suppose they don't go to Road America because there's no infrastructure. Right. Yeah. Well, okie dokie. We're supposed to get a thunderstorm. Thunder? Is Royce Lewis going to save this club? I don't know. But boy, did they need him yesterday. Oh, I suppose I should put that story you in. You know, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, God bless it. What? The uh, 
Vegas and Dallas was over about quarter to 10 and about the same with the basketball game. Both were done before 10 p.m. And the start of the Pioneer Press at my house did not have either score because it said late. Are you kidding me? Now I'm looking at the uh, Star Tribune Sports. You're not here anymore. Where are we? I don't know. Uh, Star Tribune had the Heat victory, and it had the Vegas victory. All right. How many other newspapers in the country are in the same position as the as the Pioneer Press? I don't know because there's really no excuse for that. Uh, I would guess it was uh, because maybe nobody worked on Memorial Day night. Oh, sure. I guess what it's like five guys working out of some guy's garage, isn't it? Big, basically. Yeah. Who yeah. <laughs> are all probably watching the game? Yeah, that's sad. That's just. That's, I mean, can yep. you? I mean, no wonder the internet wins. I mean, one click of my phone, I can tell you who won the game, and I could have done that last night at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's. Bad. And they can't at the ten o'clock. I've written stories forty years ago. I wrote stories at ten o'clock that made the paper. Weren't you covering a game in Oakland? Yeah, and I got home, as the paper with my story, and it was delivered to the front stoop. Wow. You know what they did? They fixed something that wasn't broken. Mm -hmm. No, they just can't survive the way the hedge fund that owns the paper is stripped and bare. They should be an online-only publication that would save your newspaper. I doubt it. No? Although it's uncanny that only old people comment on the paper. Well, the online version was very slow to uh, load. But if they spent all of their time working on just that part of it, I guarantee, I can't believe it wouldn't be a, a success for them. But what do I know? Well, The Athletic is an online sports newspaper. Right. I, I've never seen it. Never seen it. Because you don't subscribe to it. Right, but I'm not going to read it online. Right, but you're also not in the demographic you're looking for. Do you have a subscription? I did, but I not that now that I no longer work for a sports radio station, I I don't really need one. Does Pat have one? I believe so. Yes, because there is a story they printed and won't let me read it online. I have to become a member to read it. Have Patrick send it to you? Yeah. Oh dang it! Why did I just see this now? What? Governor Ventura at the signing. Yeah, we knew that. Hold on. Jimmy Hendrix. Yep. Purple Haze. Uh -huh. He wrote this little song. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Right. I mean, uh, this guy. This guy. I that always was, thought it was this guy. Yeah. Well, this guy, he was pretty good looking. Yeah. 
Okay. Are we done here? I think so. See you, Ken. Bye, town council. <laughs>